You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. And with that, welcome into this Locked on Browns podcast on Austin 316 Day. If you're not a wrestling fan, you have no idea what I'm talking about, and that is okay. But for wrestling fans, we know what that means. It's a stunner and a beer bash after the glass crashes. So on Thursday, March 16th, today we're going to talk all about where we're at in free agency. Um, We're going to step away from kind of the quarterback conundrums, issues, whatever that has led some, including my good friend Ryan Seabus, to, it looks like, quit Twitter for the next 42 days. He didn't say anything that I know of, but he is gone. And so all the noise, all the stupidity around the quarterback position uh, has really frustrated a lot of people. Um, And it seems like a whole lot of unlogic or illogic going on. And so we're going to get away from that today. But uh, one of the things I put up on Twitter the other day, uh, I believe it was yesterday, was that the uh, Cleveland Browns pretty much have the resources to make any deal they want. I think if the Browns decided to trade their three first-round picks and five second-round picks over the next two years, uh, they could probably bring in almost any player in the league. I think the list that they couldn't get, Aaron Rodgers, Andrew Luck, a few other players, but I'm not sure how many. Uh, I think Russell Wilson probably is available at that price easily. Cam Newton is probably available at that price and some other players. And I don't say that because I think the Browns are going to make that move or should make that move. I say that because it just tells you how much draft capital the Browns have just in the next two drafts. And so while I don't think they should trade away eight premium picks, when you listen to some people talk about the Jimmy Garoppolo trade and three second rounders and a first rounder, you're already kind of halfway there, literally halfway there um, with those kind of statements. Some people think two first-rounders and a couple second-rounders. And so um, it's not so ludicrous to think about how much could the Browns get with that. Uh, But today we're going to talk about free agency. And so I know that uh, the Browns kind of started off kind of with a bang. They kind of got moving quickly in the process, uh, signing J.C. Treader, Kenny Britt, and then Kevin Zeitler. Since then, they have let Terrell Pryor go, and it looks like Austin Pastor will not be returning, though the market for him is surprisingly weak in an offensive line uh, free agency and draft that are pretty bad. Pastor was actually pretty good last year uh, by all metrics and just general understanding of the game. Pastor looked good as a right tackle, probably better as a right guard, and he's still out on the free agent market, but What that means about the Browns is that they've upgraded significantly on their offensive line, and at a minimum, it seems like they've um, weighted the waters a little bit between, uh, sorry, Terrell Pryor and Kenny Britt, so that they've kind of equaled those out a little bit. Uh, Pryor has a higher upside. Britt has at least some more consistency uh, at some level in the position, but um, based on targets, there are some that wonder if Britt could be better because he didn't get anywhere near the targets that Terrell Pryor did last year. There are a lot of receivers. If they get 140 targets, 
are going to catch 70 balls and get 1,000 yards. So um, there are some wondering if Britt could at least be better. You can't just measure that by, based on stats. Kenny Britt could get those 140 targets this year, and Jarrell Pryor could get 80 in Washington. And so um, Britt could have better stats than Pryor next year and not be better. And vice versa is true. Pryor could have better stats and not be better uh, because maybe Jordan Reed continues to get hurt. Josh Doxson uh, isn't ready, uh, those kind of things. And maybe he gets a ton of uh, targets, maybe doesn't actually have that kind of production or that impact in the game. But the Browns have already upgraded. They are better this year for this upcoming season than they were last year. That doesn't include the fact that many, many players should develop. Now, for many Browns fans, they don't even really believe that. I put it up on Twitter and had some people kind of call me out, including uh, Sandusky's own, my hometown, Jay Crawford of ESPN, and then all over the place, fame. Um, But I wasn't talking about Browns being patient with their team. Oftentimes, I get a lot of information from Browns fans that players just don't develop. He's a bust, or he's not good enough, or uh, Corey Coleman, for example, or Sean Coleman, or Carl Nassib, or even Emmanuel Ogba, I got many people saying they're not good enough because there's this kind of belief that players don't get better. And it's not just Browns players. There's a lot of people who will look at uh, maybe players the Browns will sign in free agency or even in the draft or draft. And well, they're not good enough or they're not going to be all stars. They're not going to be studs. They're not going to whatever it is. There's just kind of this general belief that players don't get better. Hate to break it, guys. Players get better. Not all. Obviously, if all players got better, we wouldn't have the turnover we have in the NFL, but players do get better. And so the expectation is that the Browns not only are better now because of free agency, but are going to be better just because of the development of players and then obviously drafting players uh, with all of the picks that they have, two in the first, two in the second, uh, third, fourth, uh, a couple of fifth, uh, sixth. I think it's three-fifths. There's so many picks. It's hard to always keep track of, and they moved them all around all the time. But that doesn't mean the Browns are done getting better. And so, interestingly enough, ClevelandBrowns.com took the uh, NFL.com's top 101 free agents, and 29 of them are remaining, including 11 of the top 50. What's interesting to me is some of the names, they just put the name up there. Some of them they broke down, at least gave some information. And so, uh, Adrian Peterson... Browns are probably out on that. But number 11 is uh, defensive tackle Jonathan Hankins. Hankins, out of the Ohio State University, uh, is 24 years old. He'll turn 25 here in two weeks from today. But he's an interesting player in that he's mostly considered a run stuffer, but he has some pass rush ability. Um, And so for a defensive tackle uh, that has kind of that size, but in 2014 had seven sacks, Last year, he had three. The interesting thing is that the other two years of his career, he's had none. And so the former second-round pick, he was 49th overall, is still a free agent. After seven sacks in 2014, he had an injury-shortened season in 2015 where he had no sacks, and he had three last year. Um, The question becomes is, what is he worth, and why is he still on the market? We got some news today that Hankins and his agent are expecting between 8 and $10 million per year on a multi-year contract. You heard me right, 8 to $10 million on a multi-year contract. 
except for Brandon Williams, really that contract didn't get handed out this year. And so it'll be fun to watch. Where does Hankins go? Does he go back to the Giants where um, next to Snacks, he uh, they kind of created this double run stuffer kind of thing? Or could a team like the Cleveland Browns, who have playing time and money, be able to draw him into maybe a shorter deal, whether it's a one or a two-year deal, or at, at, at decent money, whatever that money is, seven, eight million dollars, or could the Browns bring him in at a longer-term deal for five years for six or seven million dollars? The the reality is that Hankins isn't a perfect fit for the Browns. When I say he's not a perfect fit for the Browns, I'm not even sure he's a good fit for the Browns. That doesn't mean they shouldn't look at adding talent. Hankins next to Danny Shelton, both of them have some ability to rush the passer and the ability to stuff the run. With the assumed Emmanuel Ogba and Miles Garrett rushing the passer, along with Jamie Collins and Christian Kirksey, both who can get after it, having two guys in the middle who are primarily run stuffers but have the ability to kind of shoot the gap some to wreak havoc up, up, havoc up the middle with their strength and bull rush could really be a good pairing. It's not a perfect pairing. Hankins is closer to a one technique or at best two technique, uh, which isn't used very often. Um, and Danny Shelton is, again, zero one kind of technique. There's really not that perfect three technique that would be good, that good quickness uh, to get into the backfield, be disruptive, those kind of things. But with Agba, with, um, with, Agba, with Garrett, with Nasib, with Collins, with Kirksey, the Browns do have some some very good pass rushers that maybe they can benefit from two kind of massive bodies in the middle of the defensive line. But that's not the only defensive players available. Right after that is uh, at number 18 is the safety TJ McDonald. Uh, we've talked a lot about him on the Orange and Brown reports, uh, especially for subscribers. You can go to theobr.com. McDonald is a former uh, Ram, so he played under Greg Williams, started all 16 games last year, 64 tackles, and two interceptions. The issue with McDonald is his off the field issue is likely to come into play. And so um, most people expect that he'll be suspended uh, for two games uh, based on his run in. And so the Browns who have kind of high character um, expectations of their players really have to kind of figure out what they want to do. McDonald was arrested uh, back in May of 2016 on suspicion of driving under the influence um, and so that has got to be something that is really leading the Browns and other teams off. Um, he collided with a parked car. He, you know, just a lot of things like that. And so uh, while he can be a very, very good player and he's only 25 years old, it's important to realize that a player like McDonald uh, with his off the field issues is going to be someone the Browns are very, very leery of going after. That doesn't mean they're not going to go after him. That doesn't mean they already haven't gone after him a little bit. But based on that, Based on his age, based on his style of play, the fact that NFL.com had him 18th, the fact that he's out there shows that his off-the-field issues are a concern, especially when Greg Williams knows him probably better than any other coach in the NFL. If the Browns didn't have any concerns about his off-the-field issues because of Williams, they would have already snatched him up and probably given him a pretty good deal. Continuing on, on the free agents that are still available, uh, number 20 is linebacker Zach Brown, unlikely for the Browns. 34 is Jared Cook, the tight end, but he just signed with the Oakland Raiders. He would have been an interesting player, but I don't think one that really fit. 35, Jay Cutler. See you later. Nope. 
uh, wide receiver Michael Floyd. Um, he's only a number one receiver, and I'm shocked he's at number 37. Uh, he saw very little time in Arizona lately. He was really just uh, persona non grata. People know his name, know him from Notre Dame, and know that he was a first-round pick, but I'm not sure he should even be ranked that high or even close to that high. Linebacker Kevin Minter, again, probably not based on the Browns already having two linebackers in Collins and Kirksey that are going to play at least 75 to 80% of the snaps. The other linebacker is only going to play 25 to 20, 20 to 25% of the snaps based on everything we know. Running back Jamal Charles with all of his injuries doesn't exactly fit. The Browns have Duke Johnson, Darius Jackson, uh, who kind of fit that role a little bit better. Obviously not as accomplished, but Charles looking at Seattle as a possibility. Number 44 is Mo Claiborne. Claiborne uh, just signed with the Jets. He's out. Number 50, just because his name is Jared isn't the only reason I like him. But again, you can get a hold of me on Twitter. My name is Jared Mueller, and I'm at Jared K. Mueller. That's J-A-R-E-D-K-M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Jared Odrick, uh, cut by Miami. Uh, he's a player that could give the Browns some options on the defensive line. Uh, can play both outside and inside. A lot of strength, some quickness uh, down here at 50. Uh, Brandon Carr was just signed. He's out. LeGarrette Blunt is an interesting player. Most just assume he's going to go back to the New England Patriots, but I think that's a landing spot for Adrian Peterson. And so Garrett, LeGarrette Blunt could be on the outside looking in. It takes a unique coach and system to keep him engaged. And I'm not sure in Cleveland if he could do that with Isaiah Crowell, Duke Johnson, and maybe Darius Jackson taking some snaps. But the Browns don't really have that kind of bruising goal line tailback. And so I don't know if he'd be happy with a decent contract and the opportunity to take all of those goal line snaps. It'll be interesting. Defensive end Mario Williams and Dwight Freeney at 57 and 60 are probably out just based on his age, on their age and kind of what they're looking to do and what the Browns are looking to do. And then it brings us to number 63, a player that I have a lot of interest in for the Cleveland Browns. I'm just not sure what they have interest in. And if they can fight off the Seattle Seahawks, who are interested in him, and that is free safety Bradley McDougal, uh, formerly out of Tampa Bay. McDougal is a player that I think could, could, in the right situation, put himself in position to be a very, very good safety for the Browns. 26 years old, he started 31 games for the Bucks over the past two seasons. Uh, in Seattle, he would really just be depth. But at six foot, 215 pounds with decently long arms, um, I think McDougal could, could fight for a starting position on the Cleveland Browns. Something else that benefits him, he is a Columbus, Ohio native. But when you look at his stats, there's nothing that really jumps out the page for you. Uh, two interceptions each of the last two years. Um, you know, he's made a lot of tackles. But I think as a young player, he does have an opportunity to make some kind of impact on the Browns. So that's two safeties, both a free and a strong, available out there in free agency. But with this draft being so deep, could it? Could we assume that the Browns are going to draft both of their starting safeties in this draft? For me, a combination of Buda Baker and uh, Obi, while they're both could be considered strong uh, free safeties. I think they they could play a versatile role in Greg Williams' defense. I think someone like Eddie Jackson can also play strong safety, and there's a number of other players 
Um, unfortunately, we might have to get used to hearing the name Jabril Peppers. He could still go somewhere in the second round uh, to the Browns, and they could double up with uh, someone like Buda Baker at 33, Jabril Peppers at 52. But with those two guys hanging out in free agency, the Browns also have an opportunity to kind of shore up that need so that in the draft they can go best player. That doesn't mean they don't draft a safety, but they would have more options. The rest of the list is really full of some some hit and miss. Uh, offensive linemen's Nick Mangold and Ryan Clady are probably out. The Browns aren't going to spend any money more money there. Running backs like Kristen Michael and D'Angelo Williams are probably out, uh, given the Browns' running back situation. At the quarterback spot, I don't think they have any interest in Ryan Fitzmagic, um, but I do think Colin Kaepernick and Geno Smith could have some interest to the Browns as a veteran quarterback, as well as maybe Chase Daniels, who was released. Uh, mutual decision between him and the Eagles, even though he had one of those big backup quarterback contracts, he was released. Either of one of those three could be an interesting veteran to go along with Cody Kessler and whoever else is drafted. Besides that, Eric Walden, the linebacker, eh. Devin Taylor maybe has a little interest as a defensive end. I don't think they need a nickel back, so uh, Roby Coleman, nickel Roby Coleman, not really. I would love to see the Browns have some interest in Chris Long. Uh, the former Rams defensive end just won the Super Bowl at the Patriots, uh, led them in snaps, and I think it gave them a lot of versatility on the defensive line. And finally, Darius Butler and Jarius Bird uh, both round out the top 100. Remember when Jarius Bird was the apple of our eye to fit with Mike Pettin in, in their defensive backfield, and he signed that huge contract with the New Orleans Saints. So there are still some players out there. The reality is, is that contracts from now on, continue to go down day after day. There really aren't any studs left available that are kind of game changers. And so the Browns with a ton of cap space, but also a ton of young players really aren't in the quantity game when it comes to free agency. There are a couple of the guys, obviously, that we talked about in the on the defensive line uh, and then as a safety and maybe a quarterback. But besides that, the Browns really are almost not done but almost somewhere between one and three free agents still could be signed off of that list. But it would be very surprising that the very aggressive Browns now take this slow turn in free agency and yet come out of it with some of these top players. The Browns have two things to offer players that other teams may not. And the first is money, but there's still a lot of cap space out there. So to pretend like the Browns uh, are just going to outspend people for these free agents that everybody else has let kind of hang out there would be shocking. They may overpay by some, but they're not going to pay a ton. And then they have playing time. And so especially for players who expected a bigger market, playing time could be something that influences them to make the decision to come to Cleveland on a short-term deal to re-up their value going into next year or the year after in free agency. The question would be, are the Browns willing to sign one-year contracts as they're trying to build something? Instead, drafting a player or signing to players to multi-year deals make a ton more sense, especially at positions that we need starters. The thing the Browns don't have is the chance to be competitive, and there are some players, again, a lot of the veterans especially, who are looking for an opportunity to be competitive, and the Browns just are not there yet. And that's okay. But that's where we are currently in free agency for the Cleveland Browns. What do you think? Where do you think the Browns could go? Where do you want to see the Browns go? 
And what do you think this great defensive draft does to impact that? Again, get a hold of me on Twitter. That's at Jared K. Mueller, J-A-R-E-D-K-M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Also, if you are looking to cover the Cleveland Browns, Cleveland Cavaliers, Cleveland Indians, Ohio State Buckeyes, and a variety of other teams, get a hold of the CLE, sorry, the CLE for me on Twitter. Again, that's at the CLE for me. Let me know. We're looking for writers. We're looking for podcasts. We're looking to put a different stamp on not just Cleveland sports and Buckeye sports, but also a little bit of culture, a little bit of food, a little bit of everything. So get a hold of me. Again, that's at the CLE, the number four M-E. Thanks for stopping by this Locked on Browns podcast. And go Browns. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17